Hello, and welcome to another episode of Intelligence for Your Life, the podcast. I'm Kim Gerard. Our guest this week is Steph Stevens Sidnor. He is the author of the book, Go Beyond Surviving to Success. We're going to talk all about how to get uh, from the survive mindset, which is that sort of fight, flight, or freeze mindset, to the thrive mindset, to get you the place that you want to be, which is what we do here at Intelligence for Your Life, the podcast and Intelligence for Life, everything. But before we can get to that interview with Step, we got to hear a quick word from our sponsors, including Rocket Mortgage. This part of Intelligence for Your Life, the podcast, is presented by Rocket Mortgage. Want to see your loan options, adjustment payments, and closing costs online in real time? Rocket can. All right. Uh, thanks to everybody that made today possible. But most importantly, here is my interview with Step Stevens Sidnor. Step Stevens Sidnor, success coach, author of the new book, Go Beyond Surviving to Success. Thank you so much for being with us today. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's great to have an opportunity to come out and just share some thoughts and ideas for you and your listeners. Uh, you, you have a strong background. Thank you. Thank you. But you have, you have a strong background in consulting and in helping people, uh, you know, uh, helping corporations become the, their best version of themselves. But you have this book uh, that really wants to get us to stop living paycheck to paycheck. And, uh, well, and in, fact, in fact, you have uh, a quote that 63% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, with all the challenges that we had, you know, I wrote this book. The first uh, book that I did was called uh, Survive or Thrive, Creating the Life You Want Out of Life You Had. And then that has been very popular, helping people really identify what's the area in my life that's thriving, but what's the area in my life that I just feel stuck. And it Mm. was to help people identify those areas because, you know, we hear surviving a lot i mean we have a you know television show you know the survivor television show we have (laughs) songs about surviving Mm -hmm. and give i think i think what um we allow ourselves just to to get into cruise control and think that surviving is i just have to survive this and uh, a lot of my clients individuals uh in between getting divorced and then they get stuck in that because they can't move on to another relationship because mm-hmm. of traumatic expense uh experience with that or just uh losing a job living paycheck to paycheck which is what my mom and dad taught me how to do and so i ended up on this study personal study of what am i doing to survive certain things and then what do i need to be doing to go beyond surviving to success, which is why we created the 14 keys to create a life you want out of the trials you have, because it's kind of appropriate for a lot of people that I've talked to today. And, and what you're describing, you know, when you talk about the trials, like what you're describing is more than just financial or career setbacks. These are like psychological, mental setbacks as much as anything else. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, you think about, um, you know, our current situation with everybody staying at home. Uh, restaurants that got shut down. I mean, I know several of my clients were restaurant owners and the challenge that they had, the revenue stopped. And, you know, they're thinking, you know what, man, I am, I've got to survive this. And and that's the, the natural response is you do need to deal with the situation. Um, recently, a hurricane down in Louisiana, a friend of mine named Angel uh, got hit by that. And I was talking to her and said, how's it going? And she said, well, the power's out internet's out uh and i have a tree that is now sharing uh with my office and i asked her and i said how are you dealing with this she goes you know what step she said um 
I am revisioning the office because I'm going to completely redo it. This gives me an opportunity. Now, that is really significant because this girl, instead of uh, whining and complaining, mm -hmm. and uh, she went immediately to a new vision of what the new world was going to look like. And because of that, I think some, well, many times it, it helps individuals get a semblance of control. And uh, when they have that, they then they can put a plan together. So, you know, the book speaks to, you know, going beyond surviving in different areas like, uh, you know, going beyond ground zero. You know, everybody kind of knows what ground zero is, right? Uh, that's the place where the impact happened. Well, there's a foundation of how deep that impact goes. And uh, so I talked to individuals, what is that foundation? You just got hit with divorce. You got just got hit with a job loss or an income loss or you're a double income and now you're a single income or smaller things get like a, just a, uh, a frustrating relationship with a with a child or, um, you know, things like that, uh, a dip in an income uh, or dealing with anxiety. I think, uh, you know, I think it's 40 percent of Americans you know, struggle with anxiety disorder these days. I, I actually, I think that's higher than that. I do too. And the irony of that is that, you know, life has sort of, uh, basic needs have never been easier to get met than they are right now. And yet we still suffer mm -hmm. from anxiety in this way. I want to, I want to ask you a question and I'm assuming I know the answer to this, but um, I, 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 just to kind of color what you're about to say, you know, you, you talk about this woman who, who found the positivity in, in, um, in her office being destroyed. She's using it. Okay. This is just an excuse to rethink my workflow and my office and, and taking a negative, turning into a positive. Now, a lot of people would say that's an innate quality, uh, that, you know, that, that you, there are people that do that and there are people that don't, and there's no in between. How do you begin to train yourself or can you begin to train yourself to become that kind of person? Well, I think it's a choice. Uh, now they may want to say that it's uh, something different than that, but I do think that it's a choice that they're making. I, Here's a really good illustration. You know, imagine you're a turtle on a busy freeway. Now, it doesn't matter how you got there, but you're in a serious situation mm -hmm. and you got two choices. You can pull into your shell and pretend like the world's okay so you don't get hurt again. Mm -hmm. Or you need to pop out of that shell and get across the street as fast as you can. And both of those is a choice because when I work with individuals or just having conversations, you can pretty much tell where they're where they're at and where they're at on that freeway it doesn't matter how they got there at that mm -hmm. point mm -hmm. but that blaming and complaining and uh, becoming a victim or a villain or helpless the only thing that does it keeps them from seeing the opportunity to get to the other side so i think some people will say just like you said is that you know um are you a glass half full or glass half empty? right right you know and where are you? I think that is just if you say you're a glass half full and how you view the world, I think that's good because, you know, the glass half full people versus the glass half empty, we tend to be a little bit overly optimistic at times and not realistic. So there's there's a balance. But I do believe it's still a choice. I, I do like what uh, uh, Judith Lewis Harmon said. In this quote, she said that, you know, after a traumatic experience, self-preservation seems to go on permanent alert as if the danger is going to return any minute. And this is kind of where we're at. Uh, mm. the, the current COVID situation, a lot of people I talk to, they are 
they're fearful that the it's going to come back and everybody's going to be shut down again. And what that causes them to do, it causes them not to move forward because, you know, it stays on permanent alert. Uh, people that get divorced, people that lose businesses at this time, a lot of restaurant friends, you know, what I tell them, I said, listen, you need to pay attention to the thoughts you have, which is the books called Go Beyond Thinking What You're Thinking, mm-hmm. because a lot of times you're, what you're thinking is going to keep you in survive mode sure. or like it, like my friend Angel, she immediately went past that into more of a thriving. Now, I will say this, that for some people, it does take them a little bit longer to kind of recalibrate, doesn't it? Sure. Than, sure. Uh, than other people, you know, for me, you know, I've been hit with so many different things. I, I just learned to recognize where am I surviving and then jump in a more proactive um response to my particular situation. Uh, so I, what I hear you saying is that you can begin to do that. And in, in what you're, the turtle analogy is great. It reminds me of basically stoic philosophy, right? It, it, it doesn't mm-hmm. really matter how you got there. You're there. You have to deal with the reality of the situation. Um, and it's sort of saying, instead of saying the glass is half full or the glass is half empty, just right on the glass, the water level is right here, and deal with it accordingly. <laughs> like, do you need more, or, yeah. do, or is that enough? Like, basically, yeah, I think that's a great illustration. You know, I, I think individually, you know, they need to assess kind of where they're at and uh, where they're going. I know for me, it's been very, very helpful in writing this book and talking to people about where do you feel stuck because it's the way I explain it. It's like a railroad track. You know, there's two tracks, and some people think that when uh, disaster or trauma or something bad happens, their whole life is on that one track. Mm-hmm. Everything's bad. But, you know, you have two sides of your life. There are things in your life that are going well, and a good exercise is right what's going well. Like for me, you know, I've got three grandkids. They're healthy. I've got three wonderful kids I'm in a relationship with. I have wonderful friends. I've got wonderful siblings I'm all connected to. I have a great business. You know, as opposed to just focusing on the other side of the track. And I think what what you talk about, people do the same. They only focus on what's good, but they avoid the other thing that they need to be paying attention to. Right. I mean, I think I think there's a lot of us for whom that that initial reaction is to go into our shell. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and pretend that the bad things aren't happening. Now, what I mean, but, but and balancing that with something that a lot of experts have told me is a good thing which is a gratefulness practice, which is kind of what you're describing there, right? Which is find the positive in your life, emphasize the positive, you will become a more positive person. I love that. But also, you know, um, that can also create its own version of distortion. Well, yeah. Well, because there's a chapter in the book called Go Beyond the Big Question, Is Life Fair? Now, how many times uh, have you heard people say that, that life isn't fair? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, if you just won the lottery, that guy's not saying life isn't fair, you know, but if you lost <laughs> right. your job and your mortgage company is calling, you're going to say your life, that life isn't fair. And I think the thing to pay attention to is um, the area of entitlement. What is it that you feel entitled to? Because that will definitely keep you on the survivor bench and not moving forward. Uh, and that's really, that's really important when I'm coaching people and looking at them is, you know, where do you, how do you bounce back from growing disappointment? And that would be the first place to start is what are you feeling entitled to? What are you expecting? Mm. Maybe an, an unstated expectations. You know, while I'm working with people who are married or in relationship, I'll ask them, I said, what is the expectation that you have 
that you're not stating because the other person doesn't know that. And if you trace it back to where your disappointment is, isn't that where it's coming from? Which means isn't that a survivor uh, mentality is just to stay in the turtle shell and just avoid having the conversation. Yeah. I mean, and so, so how do you, so how do you do that? I mean, how do you start to like, how do you get from eight? If you, if that's your habit, is this is what I really like, how do you start to unpack the, and I think, you know, I, I, I hesitate to use this word, but I think for a lot of us, I would almost call it an addiction. We become addicted to problem avoidance and it then becomes our default position. I, I, uh, I want, I, I really want a tool for, for those of us that do that to, to take that first stock and really begin to get into it the way that, that you think we need to. And then I want to move to whatever the next step would be in order to properly move forward. Oh yeah. So, uh, you know, there's a chapter on book, it's called go beyond faulty problem solving, which is, uh, we learn how to solve problems from our, uh, our original home. Uh, origin of home, right? From mom right, and dad. Right, 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 right. And, uh, or one uh, gal I was talking to, she just goes from one bad relationship to the next bad relationship to the next bad relationship. And she, she just seems to have an intent and an attraction for hurtful men. Yeah. And the area to work with her on is one, do you realize the pattern? And two, the second thing is are you do you recognize your thoughts i love what zig ziglar said he said do a check it from the neck up because it's all happening between your ears right 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 some people aren't aware of what they're thinking that what they're thinking is creating that uh imagination and so what i had her do as i said uh you know uh, one let's kind of write out the area of relationships you're just surviving what are you thinking what are you feeling what are you doing what are the conversations you're not having i said just write that out it's the survive, thrive uh, exercise. So you take a piece of paper, put a column down the middle. So you have two columns on one side, put survive. The next column, put thrive. And then begin to think about what is the area in my life that feels stuck? Is it finances? Is it an area of your health? Is it family or relationships? Is it your career? Um, are you learning and growing? What is that? And most people, if you ask them that, they'll, they'll automatically know. It's not like uh, they're in the turtle show, but they know. Uh, all these different things sure. that they need to be working on. And then sure. we have them just go to the other side and say, well, what could you be doing different? And what she discovered is maybe I'm going to go to a healthy relationship seminar and just stay out of a relationship and just get educated and get with other girls that have the same tendency. And she did that. And guess what happened? It took her about six months. She went to several different relationship seminars, um, different faith-based places have seminars like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, she recognized what her triggers were, and then she's in a small group, and now she's uh, engaged, got remarried to a wonderful person. Uh, she still has some of these survivor tendencies from those past traumatic things, like um, you know, just uh, the you know the danger of being in a bad relationship, you know, mm -hmm. creates triggers. So as soon as she feels something that feels like this is going sideways, she immediately addresses it uh, with her. And, and another good, good, for another good friend. I think that's important to have, um, you know, healthy relationships around you to deal with these things. Um, I, I think that's, that's, that's great advice. I think, you know, this is that uh, another thoughts become things, but also who you spend time with becomes, um, 
what's the word, it becomes a reflection of who you are, right? So, so that's great advice to start to surround yourself with people who are focused on, on solving the same problem or who have solved that problem. Uh, I want to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to dive more into uh, finding out the distinction, you know, the, the real distinction between survive, uh, survive mindset and the thrive mindset. So uh, real fast, we'll be back with, after a quick break with Step Sidnor. Step before we were, uh, you, you know, you were, you were outlining a couple of the different ways in which we approach problems with a survive mindset and how that's negative and versus a thrive mindset. Uh, help me understand better what the distinctions are, what the symptoms are of the survive versus the thrive mindset. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, give there's four characteristics when I was going through this personal journey myself and I have personal stories I can share about this of this distinction between surviving and thriving. Of course, we have to remember that the surviving part is the natural part. You know, it's, mm-hmm. the, it's a fight or flight mentality. When you get hurt, uh, you get, uh, you put your, the illustration, you put your hand on the stove, you burn your hand. All you're going to think about is that hand for probably several weeks and you're going to avoid uh, putting your hand on that stove. And then after a while, uh, your hand's going to heal. But the emotional trauma for that seems to stick with us a lot longer than the actual event itself. Interesting. And that's what we're talking about. So in in uh, surviving, there's four characteristics. The first one is self-preservation, which is natural. You need to self-preserve. Um, you get hurt. You go through a divorce. Uh, somebody I was talking to the other day, married 30 years, came home, found a note. Husband just disappeared, said, I don't want to be married anymore. Um, if divorce papers, I mean, it was, she saw it, she didn't see it coming. And it it takes you still after four years, still struggling with uh, the survivor self-preservation part. And and that's good. I'm not saying that that's not bad at all. But the self-preservation is the first uh, opportunity. The second one is a victim, villain, or helpless. You can see this in people who are in survivor mode. They feel like they're the victim. Somebody did this to them. They're somebody's the villain and they're helpless to do anything about it. The next one is it's a little interesting. It's called a parasite. And, you know, when you were uh, uh, probably in biology or in school, stuff like that, a parasite Mm -hmm. would attach itself to a host and literally suck the life out of you. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, what we're saying there is that when you're hurting, it's all you talk about. A friend of mine, Uh, that I've known for years, he ended up in a very difficult situation. Every time we get together for coffee kid, it doesn't matter what the conversation is. He circles back around to that hurt and pain. And this Mm. has been eight years, eight years ago. Mm -hmm. And so they, that's a survivor tendency where all you want to talk about is you, your pain and your hurt. And it's good for a time, but after a while, you know, your friends are going to say, you know, come on, you need to like move on. So that's a characteristics of uh, surviving. The last one that I put in here is an actor, because uh, when you see an actor, an actor's really not executing their play. They're just trying to be all things to all people because they don't know who they are. Mm. They're just trying to be somebody and they live for the, the praise and the applause of others. And all these things are are helpful they need this for a period of time but what they find is that at some point you're sitting on the survivor bench and you've got to decide i'm getting off this bench in this area and you talked about right before the break you know your friends there's two kinds of friends in the in the book there's your anchors and your propellers 
Now, your anchor friends are the ones who are going to tie you down to that pain and hurt. They love talking about it. And they love sitting on the bench. They love talking about other people. Now, other people are uh, people or people watching and making comments and judgments about them, but they're not back in the game. And uh, but a director is the opposite of that surviving actor. So you have an actor. If I go back through the yeah, uh, thriving, yeah, yeah. the four characteristics. So back to self-preservation, when you're in thriving mode, you're in self-growth mode. That sure. means you're asking yourself the question, you know, what was my role in the problem? And everybody has a role in the problem. Sure. For instance, for me, I had a multi-million dollar business in the Dallas Fort Worth area, seven retail stores, two manufacturing plants. The economy fell. I had to start shutting down plants. At the same time, my uh, bookkeeper started we found out uh, he was embezzling money. Mm -hmm. Now I could blame him for taking money because it got me in a 15 year battle with the IRS, mm -hmm. which was very uncomfortable. But really the truth is there are some things I could have done and some safeguards and checks I could have done to put in there. So I started taking ownership of what I can do. And it helped me to get out of that self-preservation and move on and start another business, which is what I'm doing for the last 20 years. So self-preservation Thriving would be self-growth. Victim, villain, and helpless, the opposite of that. And I love this. It's think of yourself as a warrior. And what does a warrior look like when, a, when they're thriving? Well, you know, a warrior has a lot of great characteristics. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of those things is, you know, they have a plan to actually attack. That they are going to make trouble on their trouble, which is a Zig Ziglar told us, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but they are geared up and they expect not they don't they expect some things not to go right mm -hmm. and when i think of a warrior i think of mel gibson and braveheart sure uh or i think of uh russell crowe and gladiator oh yeah remember that that's of one of my favorite ones yeah and you know he got knocked down and that uh, but he was still serving people the people loved him because he cared about them and he had a plan. He had an attack in the midst of something that was very, very difficult. And I think it helps people to think about themselves. You know, am I a victim or am I a warrior? What would I rather be doing? Well, I'd rather be doing a warrior. What does a warrior look like? Well, they're confident in themselves. They're mentally prepared. They're physically ready. They're focused. Uh, they're future focused while living in the present. They're not ignoring it. And like I said, they expect trouble or challenges for the day. And uh, here's a big one. Warriors understand who the enemy is. Mm. And a lot of times, Gib, you know who the enemy is? Ourselves. It's me. Yeah. It's yeah, ourselves. Yeah. You know, I like the quote that says, if I could kick a person in the pants that caused him the most pain in my life, it, I wouldn't be able to sit down for weeks. <laughs> it's that we just have a tendency to, to really sabotage our own success. And that goes back to what you're saying is that, you really got to pay attention to your thoughts because your thoughts create an imagination. That imagination or story creates how you're feeling, which ties into, you know, I'm feeling depressed or I'm feeling anxious outside of, you know, having a, a medical condition that you need to have, you know, some kind of antidepressant. Right, but, right, right, right. you know, a lot of us uh, have kind of conditioned ourselves into thinking surviving is the best I can do. So I'm just going to pop a pill when really, the best thing to do is just kind of rethink what you're thinking and get healthier in the yourself talk and what you're talking, telling yourself. So in what you said, you talked about a lot of those behaviors that that link you to survival mode um, are good for a time. 
So mm -hmm. you want the friend that will sit there on the bench with you and listen to you and help you process, right? You want somebody that will, that you, you need an anchor sometimes to help keep you from going even deeper into, into trauma. Mm -hmm. So uh, baked into that is, a, is an art, a, a nuance, a subtlety, a, 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 a navigation of when enough is enough. Do you have any uh, any rules for how to decide? Because unprocessed trauma is just as dangerous as sitting in trauma for too long, or it can oh, be yeah. worse. So, how do you manage that 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 uh, that timing of when is enough enough? When have I processed it enough? Is there a way to know when you're ready to switch back into thrive mode? Because some stuff just needs to be survived. Yes, yes, but uh, the challenge is is that you could be surviving that situation too long, and um, I think one of the things you know, we talked about anchors and propeller friends uh, have a lot of propeller friends because the propeller on a boat, if it's not moving, you're not going anywhere, but it right. moves you forward either gently or uh, uh, fast. And I have in my life, two guys that I've been with for 15 years and we are propeller friends and we get on um, uh, the phone with each other. We talk about, you know, what are our challenges are we're transparent and uh, authentic in our um, relationships and what we're doing. And it's just really amazing. One of my good friends, Kim Beckham, he, at one point, he said, you know what, Step? He said, uh, uh, I was talking about, once again, a particular area of frustration that happened years ago. And he said, you know what, Step? He said, I'm going to give you one minute to get it out. And then we're moving on. Mm. Uh, that was so helpful for me to have somebody that, one, I know they're, intention towards me is good and that's sure. that's a propeller propeller friend that's really really helpful the second thing is i know their advice is to pull me along mm -hmm. and uh, just that has helped me so many times give to kind of get out of uh the depression or what i'm telling myself that things aren't going to work things aren't going good you know even this uh you know when you're writing a book you know who's going to want to know this is this any good and it's good to just have them push you along. So you kind of need both. But your anchor friends, if they keep you on the survivor bench and they, you know, misery loves company, um, your propeller friends will tell you it's time to get off the bench. And that would be number one. Number two is they're kind of an internal. Everybody that I talk to, when I asked them, I said, when they said, what do you think I should do? And I said, what do you think you should do? They already <laughs> know the answer. Right. I mean, don't right. they? They right. already know right. what the right. answer is. That's what a counselor does. A counselor just says, you know, uh, what do you think you should be doing? And they usually have the right answer. And mm -hmm. it's just helping them to do that. The other thing that helps people move along into uh, from surviving to thriving is uh, creating goals and priorities and then how to map those goals. I'm really big on vision boards uh, that tie into what is the vision that you have for your life. And then let's put things on the calendar. Uh, conversations that you're not having. When are you going to have that conversation? Mm -hmm. uh, and then being in uh, some type of accountable relationship with that, because you know we're not meant to, you know, walk alone. We're really better together, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and I think you know you you brought up the the pain and the challenge of a lot of the last uh, couple of years. Um, and in that is that you know we, we've been more alone than we have. We're more connected in these. Uh, fake ways, I would say, these ersatz ways, right? But mm -hmm. we're less connected in the real vibrant ways that make us feel like we're thriving. And, they, and uh, you know, I, I, uh, 
there's a little bit of a, a I, I know it when I see it kind of thing to the survive versus the thrive mode. But mm -hmm. I, uh, right. I, I really want to understand better. How do we recognize when we're in thrive mode? Uh, you know, is it as simple as having the propeller friends? But uh, or, or is there just some way to just know, OK, I'm really I'm focused on realistically assessing my problems, improving from them and, and going forward? Because I, I you know, I want to begin to to nudge ourselves in the direction of if you can recognize when you're in thrive mode, you'll be better able to recognize when you're out of it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, a lot of people I talk to, you know, when we talk about the subject, the first thing is identify, you know, where are you surviving? And then the second thing is, what do you need to do to be doing something different? Mm -hmm. uh, and any kind of action, taking action, moving forward, even even if it's difficult. You know, one of the clients I was talking to, you know, just had several years of taxes that they just haven't filed. Yeah. And that was creating an extreme amount of anxiety because these kind of problems that don't get solved sit in the back of the mind and they mm -hmm. don't go away. Mm -hmm. And uh, so the choice is, you know, what are you going to do about that? Well, take when they started taking action, like the first thing is, I said, what do you need to do? And they said, I probably need to call a, a tax accountant. And I said, well, when are you going to do that? And they said, well, I'll do it. This was on a Monday. They said, I'll do it on Friday. And I said, why Friday? What's what's the magic thing about Friday? And they said, well, because I kind of want to avoid what you're telling me. And I said, well, why don't you do it today? How about you would do it today and call me tomorrow and let me know how it goes? And they did. And sometimes to move people forward, you know, they need a little nudging, a little propeller work there. Anyway, they were on, as soon as they talked to somebody, they were on the road to that. Uh, another gal that I coach, you know, she wanted to get her teeth redone. She felt she had really bad teeth. She wanted to, she put it on her vision board and I said, okay, what are you surviving here? And she said, well, just inactivity. I think that's the area a lot of people get stuck in and just sure. not doing anything. Sure. And, uh, so my conversation was hers. What's the first thing you need to do? She said, I need to go see a dentist. And I said, what are you going to do that? And they always say, give, well, I'll do it. And they throw it two or three days out. And I think the underlying reason for that is they don't want to be disappointed that this moving forward isn't going to show up disappointing and it never i don't think it ever does that i think that when you start making decisions you know it's kind of like that director you know versus an actor sure you know what does a director do or a director calls the shots they're responsible for their play they're 100 percent responsible for their response to certain things uh they're writing their own script and they have an idea of who are you and what is your gift and talent? Those are the things that you can see that in somebody. When they begin to thrive again, they're going to be uh, more joyful. Uh, they're going to make decisions, even though some of these decisions, they're not always, you know, that happy, feel-good decision, you know, like the turtle on the freeway. Right. You know, you you may get hurt getting to the other side, but sure. staying inside too long, you're definitely going to get run right. over. Right, right. That's the thing. You're choosing You're choosing the absolute chance of you getting of, of inaction. Indecision is a decision in and of itself, it's, and it's never the one you want to make. So you're always going to make the wrong decision if you choose indecision. But uh, but you, you can adapt and move forward if you just make a decision. Yeah, so a couple of these thriving characteristics that we're talking about was self-preservation, surviving, self-growth, thriving, victim, villain, helpless versus warrior, parasite versus a player that gets back into the game. And you've heard this, get back on the horse and you yeah. get thrown off. Yeah. And I think at some point, 
they got to decide to get back into the game mm-hmm. uh, because there's a little disappointment when something happens like this. Like I hear this all the time with people that are, have just got divorced. The first thing they say is, I am never getting married again. <laughs> right, right. They always say that. I've never heard anybody not. And I just say, okay, um, well, how are you healing right now? And what was your role in the problem? And, you know, and what can I'm not a counselor. You know, I am a coach, business development consultant, personal development consultant. Uh, but if, if they need to go deep, they need to see a counselor. Um, but they need to be able to get uh, from talking to people about their pain, pain into back in the game, playing it. You know, at some point you're going to start dating again. At, at some point, the dating's not always going to be easy. Right. Because mm-hmm. if you've been married 30 years, like my friend Lisa, you know, it's still a lot of fear doing it that sure. but then you have the actor versus the director and when you read the book or you look at these characteristics you can immediately see uh in these areas which one are you self-preservation are you a feeling a victim are you a parasite and just every time you get around your friends you want to talk about your pain your hurt you're not listening to them you're not providing energy you're just taking energy and uh, do you really understand have you lost your way and who you are Right. I think that's important to business man that I know very, very good friend. You know, a lot of people are starting businesses today. They're figuring out um, what their gifts and talents are. But when you lose a business, you know, your thought is all about you and you weren't very successful. And I would say, heck no. I mean, it takes a talented person to take a vision, put it together, deal with attorneys, deal with vendors deal with leaseholders and all these different things and you own that so i think some people forget that the skill they have is what they own and they should celebrate that and like you said do an inventory of those things because Mm -hmm. it's healthy to remember that yeah yeah well the book is go beyond surviving to success we've been talking a lot about what the difference between surviving and thriving looks like how to find that success in your personal life how to find that success in your professional life and and the kinds of the kinds of behaviors that you can identify and and correct. But go ahead and click on that link in the show notes, guys, and get the book. Again, Go Beyond Surviving to Success. Step, I'm going to ask you two questions. I ask them to everybody as we wrap this up. First and foremost, aside from buying the book, how can people follow up with you in the best way? Uh, so my website is called step up now with two P's, you know, step is S T E P P. So step up now.com. And my email is step at step Pretty easy to find me. If you need some help, uh, if you need some coaching or you need some advice, uh, please give me a call. I'm happy to help. I'll throw a link to that website in the show notes. One last question step. And I asked to everybody, what is one thing we can all start doing today that will make our lives a whole lot better? Well, start thriving, start identifying the area in your life that you want to make a difference Mm -hmm. that you've been stuck in the turtle shell. Is it a relationship with a child that you, it's not going very well. Think about what can you do to start making it better? You know, is a relationship uh, that's a significant other or spouse and you're saying, you know, it's just not as good as it was. Stop focusing on them. And a thriver would be going, you know what? I'm putting a warrior mentality on. And I'm going to be doing things to make that relationship better. If you lost a job, inventory, mm-hmm. uh, your skill set. And uh, because you'd be surprised how many people give a repurposing the, their life experiences into a whole new income. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, it, and yeah, and movements from one job to the other are the best way to increase your your, your compensation, by the way. So, yeah. Uh, oh, some, yeah, absolutely. Sometimes you can turn a curse into a blessing that way. All right. Well, Steph, thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate you giving us a lot to think about. So, thank you. Uh, thank you very much. Talk soon. That's it for our show today. If you like the show, please rate, comment, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. It helps us out a lot. Uh, if you want to follow up with us, of course, you can go to facebook.com slash John Tesh. We're doing all kinds of fun stuff there. Uh, we go live all the time. We do workouts, all kinds of fun stuff. So again, that's facebook.com slash John Tesh. John is also on Instagram at John Tesh underscore IFYL. I am Gib Gerard. You can find me at facebook.com slash Gib Gerard or at Gib Gerard on Instagram and Twitter. Folks, I try to respond to every DM about the show, and some of you have been so kind. I appreciate that. Uh, if uh, if you guys have any feedback, please let me know at those places, uh, because ultimately, I do the show for you guys. So thank you so much for listening.